Hello, I'm Boz. And I'm Ben. And this midweek, we'll be talking about bulletproof bread. And workplace risk assessments. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. Golden Own Goal. Warburton's the baker has waded in on the rugby safety issue. I don't think they've got any place talking about it. They just talk bread, bread, don't they? Not very dangerous. Yeah, but if you put enough bread in your shirt, (laughs) then nothing's dangerous. Is that what they're saying? (laughs) Yeah. Make (laughs) an unusual attempt to boost sales. Pad your shirts. You can make uh, bulletproof bulletproof vests out of of a lovely with with enough bread. Lovely loaf of wholemeal. <laughs> it's not Warburton's the bread people. You're silly. It is Sam Warburton, isn't it? The, the former baker. Welsh captain and baker and baker, <laughs> current baker. <laughs> uh, he retired from sport in twenty. No, I don't know when he retired, but he was twenty nine when he retired because of injury. And he's recently done an interview saying that he doesn't regret it. Basically, didn't regret going into rugby because rugby is a sport where you are likely to get injured. He embraced it and in fact it was the reason why he played rugby is because of the physical challenge that rugby provided. He was talking regarding sort of more more and more the attempts to safeguard players in rugby especially but in, in all sports they're, they're kind of leaning that way aren't they after a number of high profile things like yeah. uh, the, the investigation into the NFL where they saw all the, the players who got terrible brain injuries after yeah being concussed all the time uh the, the sad death of phil hughes in the cricket there's been a few high profile things that have changed how we look at sport uh particularly from a safety of the players aspect and i think what sam warburton was saying is that he enjoys the gladiatorial aspect particularly of rugby and there still has to be a balance doesn't there of where do you strike that balance between the eth- the essence of the sport, which is fighting effectively, is what rugby is, yeah. fight until you get the ball over the line. Uh, you have to have a balance between that and trying to make sure players don't get their necks broken. Yeah, I think you have to... It's, 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 essentially, um, it's essentially a risk assessment. Mm. So you have to look at the probability of something happen and how bad that thing happening is yeah and mitigate as much as possible yeah or the other, or remove the hazard is the the other way to yeah. get around it you, you and with certain sports there's a way to remove the hazards as they have in cricket they've introduced the the little uh like protection that they have at the bottom of the neck now which is how phil hughes died they've introduced protection that stops you getting hit in the place where it can kill you so that is a way of mitigating i mean helmets in the first place they didn't used to wear helmets in the cricket yeah <laughs> so putting helmets in in the first place was a, a protection idea they've got all kinds of padding now and you still get injured in cricket but they're much less likely to be fatal which i guess is the idea yeah and they're less likely to be dis- debilitating 
and cricket's not one of those sports where you're likely to get debilitating injuries apart from death <laughs> i guess <laughs> which is the ultimate <laughs> debilitating injury <laughs> yes um whereas rugby which is where sam was coming from is a sport where it's very easy it w- would be very easy to get debilitating injuries from its high impact there's certain certain things that you can do or could do within the sport which were almost almost definitely going to give you an injury like the tip tackle yeah which they banned sam warburton was actually red carded in the world cup for a tip tackle (laughs) which they they made a specific rule to say you cannot tip tackle they defined exactly what a tip tackle was if you go over the 45 or the over yeah. 90 degrees you have to then it's your responsibility to put the player down to lower safely. them down and tuck them in yeah <laughs> put them down <laughs> and just little cushion little kiss on the forehead <laughs> but they they did a very good job i think with this the tip tackle they defined it very specifically because they can use the video ref as well they can very easily see whether a tip tackle has occurred and they can punish it accordingly yeah there's more things there's things in rugby specifically again we're going to look at rugby for a little bit that are much harder to define so high tackles they have been coming down the body with regard to a high tackle how high yeah. a high tackle is so originally it was like around the head around the neck those are high tackles now if you wrap around the shoulders and slip slightly up onto the neck area that's a high tackle if you bounce off the ball and bounce up onto the neck area that's a high tackle these things used to be mitigated because it was incidental yeah incidental but because like you said the outcome of a high tackle can be so bad because it's affecting your head and neck area which is the bit that you really have to protect that they have changed the rules to try and to try and, like you say, mitigate the damage that you can cause. So I guess the question is, is how far is too far? When when do you start impacting on the game of rugby itself? I think you can argue that they've already done that. The the high tackle rule, especially, I think it's there's times where it feels very unfair that you've you've tackled how you're supposed to, and the ball's gotten in the way, you bounced up and made a high tackle and you're still going to get penalized for that that feels as a fan you watch it and you're like, oh that's not fair he didn't mean to do that yeah but it's become very outcome based that's something that they changed again in the rules was to make you det- uh, the referees are told to determine the punishment based on the outcome rather than the intention uh, okay so they changed the way that they policed the game in that in that respect i wonder what the players thoughts are on that say if they did get injured by an incidental high tackle mm. i wonder what a player how they thought. feel about yeah it. yeah I, I would imagine which is this is kind of what sam Orban was saying is that injuries are part of the game like it's like boxing you go in knowing you're going to get hit you you know you're going to get some sort of injury so it's just a case of mitigating it yourself by playing in a way if you want to not get injured you have to play in a way that keeps you safe certain players don't worry about that so much they, they don't worry about injuries or they're more hardy so they will just go in go into take all more these, risks yeah they go into all these crazy situations where you're likely to get injured if you don't want to get injured you're probably a winger because it's a lot safer out there <laughs> <laughs> you don't get tackled so much <laughs> if you want to get injured be a prop forward <laughs> but i think 
safety in sport is is very important, but there there is always a balance to be struck. I think. Yeah, it's quite often again they they don't they don't know where the line is until mm. it's and, been crossed, even if accidentally, yeah. until somebody breaks something. Yeah, and whether you want to make things outcome based is the problem. I think if if something happens and you injure somebody, should you then be red carded because you injured somebody in fo- say in football? There was a, there was one in football the other day. Troy Deeney got absolutely scythed down. It was a horrible tackle. He just got up and shook the guy's hand, walks away, and that should have been a red card. There's no doubt that it should have been a red card. But because Troy Deeney's big and hard, he didn't get injured. So the referee didn't give anything. Or he gave a free kick, but that was it. So in that instance, it should have been should have been a red card, shouldn't it? But maybe yeah. outcome based, he hasn't got a red card from it. In football football is one of the worst, I think, for defining when it should be a card or not. The cards are so sporadic and random seemingly. Yeah. I I think football could do a lot more in terms of defining what is and is not right or mm. is and is not safe than say because like you say rugby's done a very good job of yeah. clearly defining this is not allowed because it is unsafe yeah whereas football is like uh, uh, if you go over the ball in this certain situation yeah that's unsafe yeah but otherwise sometimes it's, it's all right and even different referees seem to have different ideas about what is and what isn't safe and you can't define it that way I don't think you have to be specific if you're going to do it and if you're going to look after players safety because the idea of keeping players safe is to discourage players from doing it in the first place it's not penalising them when they do it it's to stomp it out of the game that's why stamping is a red card straight red because it 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 discourages players from stamping on each other (laughs) so if you want to discourage terrible tackles, you have to always send them off. You have to yeah. always send them off. It has to always be a red or it has to always be a sin bin or, or you need to bring something in like that maybe. I've always thought they should bring sin bins into football because a yellow card isn't harsh enough. A red card is too harsh possibly because it, it can really affect a game in football. Red yeah. card. I mean, it doesn't in rugby as well, but in rugby they have the sin bin for a yellow card so if it's not a horrendous tackle but it's quite bad you get a yellow card or if you're consistently breaking the rules you get a sim bin in rugby I think that would be very useful in football Yeah, I think football it has such a discipline problem and that affects the safety of the players I think uh, particularly when it comes to horrendous tackles and high feet high feet is another one that is very outcome based. I think people don't. Yeah, people absolutely quite often yeah. don't get penalised for high feet if no one gets injured from it. As soon as someone gets touched by a high foot, oh no, it's a foul! It's a foul! It's a foul! You can't, you can't do that. If you want to stop it being in the sport, stamp it out. Then it has to always be a foul or card or whatever you want to give. And Benani getting sent off in that Champions yes. League game yeah. for what was absolutely fine. There was no, there was no reason for that to be a red card really by given by the normal way that the game is played and the rule is so non-specific i think yeah if you really want to protect the safety of players you have to make the rules very specific this is not allowed i think with the high foot one like a high foot for you is is 
much higher than a high foot well, for exactly. me. You can it? get a high foot on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if I kept 10 my feet off the floor, you get a high foot on you. That's why I've never been sent off and I've kicked you in the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goddamn referees. <laughs> Stupid football. 